0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com and Draft.com, where if you use the promo code BOXES, you will get a free entry to your first game, even if it is betting on football. So go download Draft.com today. Use that promo code BOXES. I'm your host, Mike Katrin and joining me as always is my co-host Tyler Watts. What's up Tyler?
1: Michael, how are you this fine day?
0: Uh, you know, I'm doing all right. It's it's uh, it's getting a little colder. It's getting a little cool out, but uh, I think it might be one of the last <laughs> warm weeks of the year. So everybody out there go go enjoy before uh before it gets too cold. Football's back and um I'm sure some people are happy about that. Um I'm happy that I get to bet money on stuff. Like, that's fun, but
1: I, I'm not going to
0: watch the games.
1: You're you're going to bet and not watch the games? I thought that was the only fun part about betting, was watching the game and going, oh, you stink.
0: Nah, the best part about betting is winning money.
1: Oh, I had no idea.
0: It's my favorite part. Uh, I don't do it very often, so when it happens, it's very, it's very nice.
1: You're not uh, getting closed out of the casinos? Did you see that big scandal?
0: No, what was going on?
1: So apparently like a lot of the casinos now in this country are basically like just telling people that do well that they're not allowed to bet there anymore.
0: Oh yeah, it's kind of like if you're good at blackjack they just don't even they don't even let you come in.
1: Yep. So that that's apparently a thing now. Well, and, gambling on sports is going to be
0: legal like everywhere here pretty soon. So uh that's not really going to be a problem for all you good and bad gamblers out there.
1: Well, and what's funny is too is like some of them will be like, "Okay, you can still bet, but like they're betting like a thousand dollars a game or ten thousand dollars a game, and they'll be like the most you can bet is like twenty dollars a game.
0: <laughs> they'll just go in five hundred times, five hundred bets,
1: so yeah, so that's that's wild, I think uh yeah, those casinos
0: aren't absurdly large because they're losing money let's just let's just put it that way, everybody um. But hopefully, you're doing a more long-term form of gambling in the form of fantasy basketball. And that is why everyone has tuned in here, um, including our Patreon subscribers. I want to give a shout-out to two of our new Patreon subscribers who have, um, I'd say, even cooler names than Tomas and Siggy from Iceland. So no no disrespect to our, our listeners up in Iceland but these these guys got some pretty cool these new patreon subscribers got some pretty cool names one's kind of a strange name the other one I think they're both fake to be honest but um they're they're cool names if you want to put fake names down that's fine with me uh one of the guys who's going to join our uh one of our listener leagues is neil kitchen old neil kitchen does Great he kneel name. does he
1: kneel
0: in the kitchen Neil kitchen He's, uh, that's a great name old neil kitchen you should you could have a restaurant you could have a laundromat people would come in and be like is this a restaurant the like, no it's a laundromat get out of here you could do that kitchen dude kitchen's kitchen
1: that's got to be the great yeah.
0: name neil kitchen's neil kitchen <laughs> Started. if you come up with that as trade i'm trademarking it neil don't steal that don't steal my ideas uh but he has signed up uh, and subscribed, and he is going to be joining either Tyler's uh, Dynasty League, which I think has one or two spots left, and, or Mike's Redraft League, or both of those leagues. So if you're interested in subscribing to the Patreon um, and getting into one of our listener leagues, go out to patreon.com slash watchingtheboxes. Just like our next subscriber did, McQuaid Wiltshire. That's a name. McQuaid <laughs> Wiltshire. That's did like you, a, did you a ask for the
1: pronunciation code on that so you could get it right? I mean, I it's I'm pretty sure I got it right. I don't know, Mike. You never seem to do it any other time. It's a good. It's a. It's that's. It's like a celebrity
0: name. It's like a solid. Like that's a quarterback. Like if the quarterback for the Jets was McQuaid Wiltshire, you'd be like, oh man, man, that guy's gonna be good.
1: No, you know what that is? It's like you ever play those NCAA football games where like it would randomly generate the names. So it wouldn't yeah. be like the actual people. That would be like the quarterback for like the Michigan Wolverines right there.
0: Like in your ninth year, <laughs> you, you, you uh, recruited McQuaid Wiltshire, true freshman, <laughs> not even going to redshirt him. Cause he's so damn good.
1: Uh, I, like that. I
0: miss those NCAA days.
1: That that was the greatest game of all time.
0: Those were, those were good. Those were solid, solid games. I probably played Probably to the detriment of my education, played too much of those. <laughs> um, and also to the detriment of my education, I was doing a lot of fancy basketball. And um, today on our 30 teams in over 30 days, we have um, a team that is kind of basically a, a, a final contender in the East, the Boston Celtics, the allegedly and supposedly healthy Boston Celtics.
1: Oh, I think they're finally healthy for a second here.
0: Yeah. I and mean,
1: last, but at it's... least
0: for now, I guess. Um as uh, as everyone should already know, uh the Celtics, I mean, didn't change much, but are changing quite a bit from last year. So obviously Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, they are both back and healthy, but they didn't really bring anybody in. They drafted Robert Williams. Um Brad Wanamaker is a person who is um, not as as strong a name as McQuaid Wilshire, uh, but he was picked up in free agency. No one one cared. Uh, Greg Monroe, out. Shane Larkin, out. A couple other people you don't care about, out. And they re-signed Aaron Baines and Marcus Smart and a guy named Jabari Bird, who is a real person. Um, This is the same team, but fantasy-wise, it is completely different. So, Tyler, what is... The most interesting thread going into the, the uh, the I almost said Chicago Bulls drink if you're playing at home. Uh, the Boston Celtics fantasy season next year.
1: Um, well, I think it has to be their kind of small forward shooting guard combination. There, we saw Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum both play really well last season in the absence of Gordon Hayward, who played what about three minutes on the court?
0: Yeah, tra- um, tra- tragically. Breaking his entire leg off um, a disgusting sight, but does seem to be um, that, it, that he's going to be ready for opening night.
1: Well, and we saw Paul George do a similar thing. Obviously, Paul George was with Team USA when he did his, so it was a little bit, he had a little longer to recover. But I, I mean, I think Hayward will be back. I, I don't know how much we're going to need to ease him in. Or, or that kind of stuff. But I mean, you got to feel like he's going to play a good number of games this year. And then that's going to kind of throw off definitely what Tatum and Brown did last year. Um, so that'll be a real interesting thing to monitor. Early yeah. in the season is What what these guys really are now in this new system with a little more, a few more mouths to feed, right?
0: Yeah. We've seen this team with Kyrie, even though there was um, another Kyrie injury down the stretch, but we also saw Jason Tatum really take the kind of take the reins of this team and take them into the deep into the playoffs, which was incredibly impressive. And and to me, uh, Jason Tatum and his place on this team with their their official starting five um, is is the most interesting thing going on this season because um, Jason Tatum ended up finishing 64th overall last season in nine cat. Roto Leagues, but there down the stretch where he was playing a 20, still only playing 29 to kind of 29 to 31 minutes per game, um, he was headed towards um, really top 50 status. Pretty good across the board, and uh, his steals started to go up as the year went on. He played 30 and a half minutes per game last season. Tyler, is Jason Tatum good? play over or under 30 and a half minutes this season over over
1: um, why, why do you think that so obviously we know Gordon Hayward is a stud right but I think this kid is something special I think Danny Ainge you can make fun of Danny Ainge's drafting as much as you want I think him trading back and getting Jason Tatum was a genius move yeah. Uh, talk about at, Donovan Mitchell all you want. Jason Tatum might end up being the best, have the best career of any player in that draft. Yeah,
0: he, he certainly could. I mean, when you have like 30 draft picks, it's kind of hard to mess them
1: all up. And, yeah, but that uh, was a smart move. I mean, he could have picked Tatum number one. Like, if he thought Tatum was the best player, he could have just picked Tatum number one. It sure. was just to move back, get some extra assets, oh, and, great move. and get Tatum.
0: Yeah, absolutely great move. And uh, And Tatum is on a trajectory – at the age of uh, of twenty, to to be a an all star in this league and and potentially uh, long term, um, one of the better or maybe even an all NBA type player. That's just how good he is, kind of on both sides of the court. When it comes to fantasy, he does have a, a an interesting game, but does he does he have the type of game? And this might be for all the you dynasty players out there. Does he have the type of game where it could mature into those upper tiers? Because here where I would consider him like in, um, I'd consider him maybe somewhere in that top 50, top 60 still. Uh, you could say he's a top 40, top 50 player. Like, oh, he's going to get better. He's going to play more minutes. That, and that's perfectly fine. But that tier is, those lower tiers are kind of like everything from 40 to 70. Very interchangeable. Forty to thirty is like another step. Thirty to twenty is a a much larger step, and anything over twenty means you are drastically improving, um, basically everywhere. Does Jason Tatum have that type of potential, fantasy wise? Oh, are we talking for this season
1: or for his career? I'd
0: say long term. You know, in Jason Tatum's prime, is he a Jimmy Butler? Is he a Paul George? Or is he, you know, just to uh, Tobias Harris?
1: Oh, I think he's got Fancy the he He's got the ceiling to be Jimmy Butler, or Paul George. Um, the guy shot forty-seven point five percent from the field as a rookie. As a rookie wing, that you don't see very often from any kind of wing player, especially taking the amount of shots he took. He was super efficient from three, super efficient on free throws five rebounds the assists are are another spot where I mean if he can get up to like three three and a half assists somehow there'd be another big leap he could make for fantasy obviously he's gonna have to score a little bit more but I mean he was a rookie 19 years old like you mentioned I, I think this guy's got a really really high ceiling even in fantasy this year though I don't know. I don't think he's gonna get that much better. They're gonna to have to integrate Gordon Hayward. I think he's gonna play big minutes, but I like you said, I think he's probably in that 40 to 60 range. Like I just don't really see a super high ceiling for him this particular season.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you in the long term. Uh he only got to the line about three times per game. And I, I think that could that could go up. And once he starts working on that part of his game, that's something that happened with Jimmy Butler. Uh, where he, and I, th- I think he learned a lot from Dwayne Wade, who is the king of baiting people into fouling him and also baiting the ref into calling those fouls, uh, into getting to the line more and shooting 82% from the line. Jason Tatum could uh, see his scoring go up just simply by getting to the line twice as much. If he keeps that shooting percentage, that half a block a game, uh, works on his steals and assists a little bit it a, shoots a couple more threes. You are looking at someone who is like a, uh, uh, almost a Jimmy Butler type player. So long-term wise, you know, this guy is the asset you probably want to be trading for, trying to get on your team.
1: He is one of the biggest steals in an ESPN draft. too. he is ranked 101st.
0: Yeah. Like let's, let's talk about that. Jason Tatum, uh, on Yahoo being drafted 43rd. So not getting much steal there in, in the Yahoo drafts, but ESPN, Ranked 101,
1: right? Right. And here's the thing about Yahoo. Like, I don't even know if I'd pick him there, right? If we think he's a 40 to 60 player, like, is there any value in picking him there? Like, you're getting him at his kind of ceiling? So I don't I, – in Yahoo leagues, I'm probably hard avoiding as long as, you know, your league follows the ADP. But in ESPN, I, I mean, I think if you can tell me I can get this guy at pick 70, pick 80 – like I'm gonna jump on that and that's still twenty thirty thirty to twenty spots, you know, where he's ranked. So Yeah, I'm
0: I'm I'm happy if he drops. I, I think he's one of those guys who, depending on who's in your league, can drop a round or two, and I'm I'm okay with taking him in that sixty range. I think uh just the youth, he's got a lot of upside. And uh I'm 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 okay going for that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question here, Tyler. Who is this play? Who would you rather have? With old Jay Tate, that's that's what I call him. I call him Jay Tate. Um, all right. Would you rather have old Jay Tate or would you rather have DeMar DeRozan? I think DeRozan. DeRozan's going to score a lot more. His well, percentages are pretty similar
1: for the for this season too. He's just a much safer bet. Like we know what we're going to get from DeMar DeRozan. Jason Tatum could take a little step back, especially in the minutes, and, and that that's a little bit of a worry.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a potential. So I think the variance for Jason Tatum and is interesting because we just don't know where Brad Stevens is going to go. He doesn't really – the East is worse. So he doesn't really have the, the need to play any of these guys more than I would say anywhere between 30 and 33 minutes. All his starters, I don't think will. I don't know if any starter will play thirty three minutes on the on the uh, on the Boston Celtics. They could, you know, maybe Al Horford or something. But Brad Stevens is they're gonna they're gonna roll teams and and they're gonna be just fine. And there's no reason to push these guys uh, any harder than they need to be.
1: Right. Plus, you gotta like that the Rosen's gonna get you maybe five assists a game. Like we talked about that's probably one of Tatum's biggest weaknesses is he's like, maybe, I mean, last year he didn't really assist the ball much at all. 1.6 a game.
0: Yeah. Those assists. I mean, I'm not sure he's going to have the chance to get those assists up with Hayward and Kyrie Irving out on the floor, uh, but he does get those counting stats. You know, he does get that um, almost a block a game uh, definitely over a half a block and then a little uh, around a steal a game, you know, one, one and one and a half from threes, uh DeMar DeRozan not a counting stats type of guy when it comes to those those defensive stats.
1: Well the blocks, sure. DeRozan was almost a steal a game last year. So I mean, we're we're splitting hairs, right? Like we're talking literally like maybe one or two tenths better for, for Jason Tatum. Um but the blocks I'll give you, right? That's a uh, there's a big gap there of probably like half the point six.
0: That's true. Um and and like we said, these these guys who were in the forty on down range uh, a couple percentages here, a couple uh, 3, 0.3 less steals, and and those rankings really change. You know, all these guys are really um, kind of interchangeable. This is when you're, you're building your team around your best players. So you go Demar DeRozan over Jason Tatum. I don't, I don't know why anybody would, anybody would complain too too awful much. I got another player for you, Jason Tatum, or
1: Gordon Hayward. Now, that's where things get interesting, right? Um, So Hayward is a player we thought we knew going into last season, right? He had continually gotten a little better and a little better and a little better in Utah. And then he went to Boston, and we were expecting big things. And, I mean, you can remember last offseason we were thinking, is Tatum even going to play that much, right? They have Jalen Brown who's going to get minutes. Gordon Hayward, you had to figure, was going to get like 35 minutes a game. And so, like, what what slice of pie was even there for a rookie, Jason Tatum? And now Jason Tatum played really good, right? And we saw five whole minutes of Gordon Hayward, and now maybe we're not so sure what we're going to get from Gordon Hayward either. I'll say this. Kyrie's gotten hurt each of the last three years. Some. So to say that Gordon Hayward is going to take like this massive drop off, okay, he might be eased back in, he might not play every game, he might sit some back-to-backs, but I think Gordon Hayward's going to get a chance to kind of have the keys to this offensive points and I mean, I just think Gordon Hayward's a really really good player and I think we saw Paul George come back from a very similar injury, so I'm not super worried about that injury once he gets fully back up to steam. So which one would I rather have? Well, that's a, Good question. And one, I guess, based on your risk tolerance, right? I think they're kind of in that same range that like 40 to 60 range for me this year. Personally, I'm probably going to go for Gordon Hayward. If you went for Jason Tatum, I mean, okay, you're betting on that he gets better and he takes a few steps forward and you know, that that's very possible.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure there's a hard lean either way from me. Um, I think I would probably go with Gordon Hayward. The scoring is going to be more, Uh, like you said, there is a potential that they have to turn the ball over to him as a facilitator. If, if Kyrie goes out, uh, I don't really play too much of the, you oh, know, someone's going to get injured on this team, but it's, it's an intrinsic value that uh, you can keep in the back of your head. Um, well,
1: and you, you said it yourself, right? Like if we're going to have a secondary playmaker, is it going to be Tatum or is it going to be Hayward? it's probably going to be Hayward. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's some extra value of him over Jason Tatum right there for sure. Yeah,
0: when, when you, uh, the, the his, his, um, I guess trajectory over the, it, when he was in Utah, he's now 28, um, was just continually getting better really at everything, all of his stats, uh, every year. And so the, I think that out uh, that, that 70 or excuse me, 47% shooting, Little bit of an outlier, but he was carrying those Utah teams, and he won't have to carry this Boston team at all. So I, I, I don't think maybe forty seven percent could be a little high. Could be forty six, forty five percent next year, but I don't think he'll drop back to that forty three percent field goal shooting uh, for Gordon Hayward. There, uh, I, so I, I, I'm fairly confident.
1: Here's that, something, uh, I'd, he like to, something similar. I'd like to say about that percentage. Um, say what you want about Brad Stevens it seems that players especially ones with the ball in their hand at least on a semi-regular basis in Brad Stevens' offense their field goal percentage goes up now we don't have a a whole lot of seasons to behind that but look at Isaiah Thomas right he had the best season of his life playing for Brad Stevens Kyrie 47% the year before in Cleveland went up to 49 in his first year in Boston Yeah, I think something about that offense, they they seem to shoot well. So, okay, he's a 44% for his career, and and I would probably bank on that more too, right, that he's going to be like 44, 45. But if he shot 47 or 48, I don't know that I'd be, like, stunned.
0: Yeah, it's just the way they share the ball in Boston, the the, the offensive schemes that allow them to uh, get open shots and to um, usually make the right pass in that system. I would probably go Gordon Hayward over Jason Tatum. I think they want to probably get Gordon Hayward back in the swing of things. He might have a slow start. So he might be a guy you want to target at the beginning. Uh, Maybe you don't want to spend a high draft pick on him, and he has a slow start. Maybe you can target him for a trade uh, early in the season. But I think where people are drafting Gordon Hayward, and let's, let's go check that out. Uh, Gordon Hayward seems to be uh, Yahoo 48th, so actually after Jason Tatum in uh, ADP. I'd much rather pick Gordon Hayward at 50 than Jason Tatum at 50.
1: So I said this to someone uh, just the other day on Twitter, and I'll, I'll run it by you. Where are you starting to think about Gordon Hayward in your draft? Right, Like a couple of years ago, right, we were looking at Gordon Hayward as kind of a second, third round pick. and and now i'm kind of more looking at him like in in the 40 50 range and i kind of want to get him after pick 50 which i understand he's not really going there he's you know 40 on espn and 48 on yahoo i think that the injury made you know put a little bit of risk in there and no one's really seeming to notice that right that they're still picking him in that 30 to 40 range that they were picking him right before he got injured
0: well i think i mean i try to look at the draft like t- uh, as tiers, And uh, I think we're going to be doing a, a, a tier podcast here coming up towards the, uh, towards the preseason to talk about this concept. But um Gordon Hayward, I think a lot of people were uh, pegging him as one of those guys who could start entering the, uh, the, the conversation with, with guys who are often um, drafted in, in the third uh fourth, third round. So you, you, you look at, Guys like Clay Thompson, Bradley Beal, they're, they're often being drafted in the end of the second round, beginning of the third round, middle of the third round. That's where Gay, er, Gordon Hayward's projection was headed towards, right? I don't have him there. I certainly don't have him in that tier with Jimmy Butler and Paul George or anything like that. Um, I have him firmly in the middle of that next tier. So you're looking at players like... Um, you know, Mike Connolly, uh, DeMar DeRozan.
1: Right, which is right there, right, 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 basically, I mean, right where everyone is drafting him, right, in that kind of 40 to 50 right, range. Right in
0: that just... 40-some range, because I don't, I, I think he is just better than, uh, you know, your guys who are in that next tier, which would be like Robert Covington, Josh Richardson uh, Lowry market he, he is better than those players. And I think he will produce better than those players.
1: Oh, I'm with you. I mean, I think if he's on the court, he's going to produce better. I guess my one worry is just maybe the injury and I, I'm going to probably pick Gordon Hayward at some point in this range, but I'm not going to feel super good about it. How's that yeah,
0: sound? I think he's a late fourth, uh, position scarcity might have a little to do with where people are picking him as well, but, um, i I think I'm a little less weary of the of the injury. I, if anything, we've seen um, Paul George come back from something like this and and, and thrive. And I don't know. I don't. I, I haven't heard anything or seen anything around Gordon Hayward that would make me think otherwise. So until I do, uh, I, I feel confident picking him around his normal or where I have him valued. Fair enough. That takes care of, I think, the two, uh, two out of the three main fantasy guys on this team. So let's go to the top, and let's talk about the guy who's probably ranked better than um, everybody on this team. And that's Kyrie Irving. Uh, only played 53 games last season. Uh, the season before that, 72. One of his higher uh, seasons in the year before that, 60 games. He is currently being drafted 20th. ADP ESPN ranks him at 23. Mark's rankings have him a little low, I think at 34. Um so are you worried about Kyrie Irving's injury I'm more, worried more about Kyrie Irving's injury history than I am Gordon Hayward's.
1: So this is start. this is the whole reason. Like if you if you did per game value in Mark's rankings, he would be in that 20 range.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go to I'm going to go to per game here for Mark's rankings. He is thirteenth per game,
1: right? But he only hasn't playing sixty games, and to say that he plays more than that is a bet on not past, not what ha- what not what has happened in the past, right? He had one season where he played seventy two, and if you remember, in that season he got hurt in the playoffs uh, for Cleveland. Yep. And he got hurt last year in the playoffs. Yep. And he only played sixty games, man. You know, I th- I think. I don't want him in my second round. Like he's going as a second round pick in both ESPN and Yahoo leagues. I just really don't want that. Right. If I'm in a 10 team league and I can snag him in the third round in ESPN, I'm probably feel a little better about that. Like he's really good when he's out there in a shallow league, like a 10 or 12 team league. I'm not going to feel terrible about picking him because I feel like there's going to be some good value on the waiver wire. But like if I'm in a 14, 16, 20 team league and I got to pick this guy as my second round pick, I, I just don't think I can pull the trigger, man. I'll find somebody where I feel a little bit better about their health because if I got to miss 22 games of Kyrie Irving and I got to fill it with, I don't know, whoever's playing 20 minutes a game, backup point guard for any team, man, that's that's going to hurt. That's going to be a big hurt, you know, a big hit in my standing. So uh, in a deeper league, I definitely want him in the third round for sure.
0: Yeah, he's he has that um, second-tier uh, a, a pedigree. You know, he is an elite point guard in fantasy uh, and that those per game statistics really show that, you know, he, he's a top 15 player when it comes to per game. I'm also worried about his health. There's, there's a place in the third round where I think you kind of have to look around and go, well, he's the best. He's been the best guy on the board for eight to 10 picks. He, he needs to be picked. and And that's where I would That's where I would end up with Kyrie Irving. I don't think I'm going to end up with Kyrie Irving on a lot of my teams. He's a little bit more valuable in Roto. So, you know, Roto is more about those quality starts. And so per game, Kyrie Irving is going to give you a a lot of quality starts. But like you said, you know, if he's playing 60 to 65 games this season uh, in a head-to-head league, I think you can find – similar value from players around that area. So like Damian, I'd much rather have Damian Lillard uh, in a head-to-head league. I'd rather have Westbrook. I'd probably rather have John Wall. Those guys are going to give you points. They're not going to give you the percentages Kyrie Irving gives you. So that's where he kind of um, um, exceeds, but like, why not go with Victor Oladipo instead? He's going to maybe not give you as many points, but he's going to give you the steals. He's going to give you almost the amount of assists. Um, I think there's just a lot of players in that second tier who uh, do the things that Kyrie Irving does that don't have that big, I'm only going to play 60-some games question mark next to him.
1: I got four players I want to run past you. Would you rather have Kyrie Irving or Devin Booker?
0: See, I cannot figure out how to – this might be why – we have avoided the phoenix sun so far in the lead up to on our in our 30 games and over 30 days but i really can't figure devin booker out right now i know uh it just came out that he did injure his hand uh it says out indefinitely and um i would just have to go and say it sounds like he's he's going to miss maybe the first week uh it didn't sound like a, a, a super serious injury but you you got to wonder I, I was it a shooting hand do you know if that's that's what it was
1: it was his left hand i believe okay
0: that's his shooting hand isn't it no i believe so um and so um i'm a little worried about that uh, shooting hand injury let me let me make sure that's there but i'm all uh, it doesn't sound like it's going to be um a long-term type of thing it's only six weeks so he'll miss um maybe the first couple games of the It
1: was his right regular hand. season. And why do I think
0: Devin Booker is a left-handed shooter? I don't know. Anyway, it was his right hand, you're right. And also, it's a shooting hand cuz apparently he shoots with his right hand. Well, who am I thinking of who shoots with his left hand? I was That's gonna say, not right
1: hand. What you're smoking? But okay. So, here's what I'll say about this and maybe this will help you cut to the chase. Okay, looking at their stats, they're very similar, right? They're both going to sure. score like 24, 25 points a game, okay? Neither one of them is going to block a ton of shots, right? Sure. They're both going to get like pretty close to a steal a game. Kyrie Irving is going to get you a little more assists. Devin Booker is going to get you a little more rebounds. And, okay, maybe Kyrie Irving shoots a little bit better on both percentages. <laughs> Throwing the hand injury out, because everything I've heard, he's probably going to miss m- – most of training camp, but a lot of people think he's going to be back for the regular season. I yeah. Do you feel, you know, say the hand injury wasn't a thing. Do you feel better about owning Devin Booker or Kyrie Irving for the length of the season?
0: For the length of the season, I feel better about Devin Booker. He's an almost Kyrie Irving and in a head to head league, he's, he's probably giving you about 70 to 80% of what Kyrie Irving is doing.
1: I would say he's even giving you more than that. I mean, other than the percent, like the field goal percentage, I mean they're they're both excellent free throw shooters, right? The only real difference is you get about and Booker might even up those assists this year, too. Like Booker might get to Kyrie Irving level assists, especially if he's basically the starting point guard on that Suns team. Because the Suns don't have a point guard, right? That's now. true. They
0: do not have a point guard.
1: And they got tons of wings, right? So if he's the starting point guard on the Suns, could he get five assists a game? Like I don't think that's crazy.
0: Well, you know, maybe I have Devin Booker a little too low in my in my rankings then, because if he's you know ninety percent of what Kyrie Irving is, then you know he he, he should definitely be pit- taken uh, a lot closer to that to the second tier players than I, than I currently have him.
1: Yeah, so give me I wouldn't Book- mind
0: taking Devin Booker. I feel safer with Devin Booker.
1: Yeah, so, but so I, get- I'm
0: not taking it- Devin Booker fourteenth overall.
1: Oh no! But but this is my point, and why I don't think I'm gonna own Kyrie Irving, is because like, okay, here's here's another one. Chris Middleton. Would you have Chris Middleton or or Kyrie Irving?
0: Well, that's not fair. I love Chris Middleton, so I'm taking Chris Middleton.
1: Yeah. Would you rather have Donovan Mitchell or Kyrie Irving?
0: Mm, probably Donovan Mitchell.
1: Right. So there you go. Like that that alone, right there. Like those those kind of guys, they're in the second round probably, but. You know what I mean? Like that's starting to get in near the third round territory. Like, I just don't feel good about owning Kyrie this year. Really? He's going to be great when he plays. If he plays 80 games or 75 games, sure. You're going to get a real good value, but I, I just, if he's my second round pick, man, I, I just feel so much better about so many other good young guards.
0: I'm with you there. Um, Kyrie Irving. I guess that's like one of our first like stayaways though. We have, a, we've had a few over the last uh, handful of teams, but uh that's the first consensus. Stay away, I think.
1: And and so here's what I'm saying too. Like I I think some people get like this crazy idea. Like ooh, this is on um, my do not draft list. Like no man, if Kyrie's sitting there at like pick thirty. I don't. Yeah, I don't have a do not draft list. Right. A lot, like, of, people, a lot of people do that or ask who's
0: like you're definitely not draft list. Right. And like the if, answer is nobody.
1: But so I mean, like if he's there at pick thirty, like I'm gonna be really thinking about him. I'm gonna be like, man, look at those stats. They look so good. Man, if he just can stay healthy and play seventy five games, I'm gonna be pumped. Yeah, right, sure. I'll if, take Kyrie.
0: If I get Kyrie and Dame Lillard, like, all right.
1: Well, if Kyrie goes down, I have Damian Lillard. Great. Right, but, but I mean, I see people like Yahoo ADP. He had a high pick of like oh, like 10 when I looked. Like who, like Kyrie Irving is your first round pick, man. Like that just yeah. seems a little bit crazy to me.
0: Nah, 20, 20 also feels high.
1: That's what I mean. It's like you, you can have him. Even 23 on ESPN, like you can have him at that spot, man. I'll take Devin Booker.
0: Would you take Drew Holiday? similar kind of situation i
1: I mean i would i feel pretty good about drew holiday's health like he had that scare there a couple years ago but the last couple years he's been really healthy He gives you more assists he gives you better steals sure irving's gonna score more and if you need if you really think you're gonna need points for later in your draft but like better assists better rebounds better steals give me drew holiday
0: there you go let's talk about al horford um often overlooked often disrespected always a great fantasy player um just very underrated he um surprisingly ESPN's got him at 43.
1: I say could he possibly be overrated for the first time him and DeRozan the two guys who are always underrated may have finally gotten rated or maybe even overrated a little bit maybe
0: not maybe not always uh underrated because you know like four years ago he was like a top tier and everybody kind of knew it and then he kind of fell off and everybody thinks he's done but like. He doesn't. He does a little bit of everything. He doesn't do anything sexy, right? He's got good percentages and he scores fifteen points. Well, he points. does one that's thing
1: sexy, I would that say.
0: That exciting.
1: Those five assists for a big man are pretty sexy.
0: Yeah, if you think he is going to continue up with that five assists, which I you know I assume he'll he'll, he'll hover around there, and that's what we do like from uh, from our big men. That used to be like now that everybody's hitting threes assists used to be like the like oh my god that jokey noah gets six assists a game this is crazy and now it's like okay everybody hits threes assists is still like if you get four or five assists a game still you're still like a a unique type of player him and him and and marcus all i feel like are always in this kind of middle of the draft center that people aren't too excited about but should be drafting
1: here's another thing i'll say and this maybe goes back to our Gordon Hayward talk. If you ask me, like, who are five players who could jump up to that five assists a game category, Gordon Hayward would probably be in that five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this offense, we see a lot of guys get assists because, like you said, they move the ball a ton. You know, he was always a decent assist player, like three, three and a half assists in Utah. It, would it be shocking to see him jump up to five assists a game in this Celtics offense? Like, that wouldn't be crazy, and that would be a big boost to his value
0: yeah no, that that would not be crazy at all,
1: so there's something to think about i mean i'm not I'm not banking on that it's not in my eighty percent of the outcomes, but it is in my ten or fifteen or twenty percent of the outcomes hmm. yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, it's probably on the uh the higher part of that bell curve, but Gordon Hayward certainly is certainly is possible for him. Uh, Al Horford also possible five assists a game this year,
1: and could we see his go back a little bit? I guess that's what kind of made me think about it. Is like could he drop back to four, four and a half? Because you know Hay- Hayward's coming in and stealing a little bit of those assist numbers. That's it's a possibility. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm not. I guess I'm not worried about Al Horford's assists because I feel like Al Horford gets his right. Like they're not um, Kyrie Irving. Is, is, is doing most of the work on that team, and Al Horford is just always in the right place at the right time, is always making the right pass.
1: So, uh, can you look something up for me real quick? Yeah, I'm sure you might have this up. Where did he finish in like per game totals last year, or maybe you want to do the full season? I don't, it doesn't really matter have Hor- to do totals or per game. Yeah,
0: Al Horford, yeah. So, um, this is actually kind of interesting. His ADP on Yahoo is 43, his ESPN ranked is,
1: is 43. And last year per game, he was ranked 43. So that's crazy. And I think that was my point in in having you look that up was his stat line looks good from last year. I don't really see it changing much or getting any better, really. I think it is what it is. 32
0: minutes a game, 13 points, a little over three, seven rebounds, almost five assists, half a steal, about a block. Um he did shoot um 48 about 49% and uh i think there is room for the that 73 or excuse me 78% uh, free throw percentage to go a little bit back up to around 80 where he's a little bit more uh, But uh, no, the for. attempts
1: are so minimal there that it's like what yeah, is that he's like fairly uh, shoots. like two tenths a game maybe on the points like Yeah he doesn't even shoot
0: two free throws a game like that's crazy
1: so I think he just kind of is what he is and I think that ESPN and Yahoo kind of took some value out of that. Like he's just, he's rated. You said he was always underrated. I think this year he is rated. He is exactly rated where he should be. How does that sound?
0: Well, he was underrated last year. I think it was underrated. He's been underrated for a bit, even though I think he was finished. He was finishing the top 15, top 10 there in Atlanta. And that's when uh, everybody was on him. And then I, once he went to Boston, everybody kind of like gave up on him. And I, I, I I agree with you. I think he's properly rated. I think taking him in that uh around that that, that fifth round, uh fourth fifth round if you if if he's still available. Um I'd All probably right. rather have Kevin Love.
1: Oh, Kevin Love. I can't wait to talk about the Cavs for that, but Uh-oh. we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, oh, probably, so probably. rating your Celtics. Let's hear your Celtics rundown.
0: Miss Celtics rundown.
1: Yep. The the, the four definitely top-drafted players on the Celtics.
0: still got Kyrie number one. I'm with you. Even though – so that's what I'm saying. Like, he's not undraftable. He's my top-ranked Celtic. I'm going to go with Gordon Hayward second. I'm with you. Hmm.
1: Then I'm going Horford and then Tatum.
0: Yeah. I think I'm going to go Horford. You know – Yeah, I'm going to go Horford and Tatum. And that is because of position scarcity. I think there could be – there's a world where Tatum finishes over Horford. Let me ask you this. So those are our four top um, Boston Celtics. Are any of the other Boston Celtics relevant in a standard league?
1: Oh, for sure. Marcus Smart alone is relevant because he's going to get you like a steal and half a game. And Are, let me—I guess—let me rephrase
0: it. Are any of them draftable?
1: Oh, I think Marcus. I think that alone makes Marcus Smart draftable with the other defensive stats. Now, in a no. roto league, maybe not. Like in a roto league, I'm probably not going to pick him because and he's and she's un, a terrible he's, field goal percentage. Yeah, but he's it,
0: undraftable in a roto. League. But
1: in a head-to-head league, I mean, look at look at the stat line. Okay, let's let's say you're punting the percentages. Yeah, you get okay. one you get 1.4 threes, three and a half rebounds, 4.8 assists, a steal and a half, and 0.4 blocks. Like those numbers alone right there make him draftable, right? Like five assists, a steal and a half, and four rebounds. That's worth owning right there. As oh not- uh, like as one of your last couple picks.
0: Yeah, I guess if you're saying, well, my punt build fits real perfect here. Um, I guess Marcus Smart based on these percentages since I'm putting percentages, you know, that kind of weird stats from the guard position is pretty nice. They they did re-sign him to, to play basically the same role he played last year. Um Jalen Brown's a little bit similar if you're putting uh, free throw.
1: Jalen Brown is a tough guy for me to peg this year because I think Tater Kind of interesting. I think Tatum just they want to play Tatum, right? They think he's the future. And I mean, we saw that he's better than Jalen Brown last year, I think. And yeah. So then they got Hayward in there and now Tatum and yeah, Jalen Brown's gonna get minutes. Like, don't get me wrong. He's gonna play like twenty-eight to thirty minutes a game still. They don't have a hugely deep bench this year. But I'm worried about him in as far as like the standard league conversation. Like in Mark's ranks, he comes out 129th. In ESPN, he's 108, and in Yahoo, he's 90. I would not be picking him at 90. I would not even. No. I would probably not even be picking him at 108. Like I, he's... I don't think I'm drafting him. Right. Uh, if his minutes
0: go down really at all, I think he's not even a like. He becomes just like a regular looking player. Like it, he scores some points, and right? And he this guy's brains, on the but... team
1: too. But here's who kind of he reminds me of: Marcus Morris. Remember that season in Detroit where Marcus Morris put up like 15 points a game? There was like not a lot else. Couple rebounds and that was it. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what Jalen Brown looks like, isn't it? Like, not I, I much will, I, I will give him credit
0: that he's uh, he's getting about a steal a game. Um, but yeah, like fantasy wise, he, he can hit some threes and, and get get some points. But I feel like you can find that on the waiver wire pretty much all over the place. Yeah, so I'm out on that one. Yeah, I'm not drafting him. I think he's a really good uh, candidate if you're in auction drafts to throw them out there for a dollar and well, uh, see if anybody bites, because I know that's not Tyler's style. Like Tyler always is worried about getting stuck with that dollar guy, but like Jalen Brown for a dollar. All right. I'll just drop him after the, after the league starts or whatever, or I'll find somebody who who wants, who wants them. If Jalen Brown plays like three good games, if they're like easing Gordon Hayward well, back into the into league.
1: The team that needs points is gonna want him, right? Like his fourteen and a half, fifteen points. Like if he's if he's actually averaging that, or even yeah. even fourteen a game, you know what I mean? Like someone's gonna want that because there's a lot of guys late in that draft. Like I mean, look at Kyle Anderson. What's he gonna score like ten? I mean, he's gonna be it's like a he's gonna be worth it to own. But he's you know what I mean like that's a big that five points or four points is a big advantage game. Yeah, by game
0: somebody's gonna happen to have accidentally drafted. A couple of those across the board guys who are only scoring like 12, 13 points a game. And then they're yeah,
1: going to Nick Fatou. Ah, crap.
0: I did it again. And then and, and Jalen Brown will be interesting to them. So if you don't want Jalen Brown, throw him out there for a dollar. And if you get him for a dollar, oh well.
1: Just don't throw him out too early. You want that team to be settling in like, ooh, I need some points. I disagree.
0: I like throwing him out early and getting that money off the board. But we're, we're going to talk about our auction. Uh well, no, option well, strategies see, in a future.
1: I'm throwing out big names like Kyrie Irving that I don't want to get the money off the board early. I'm throwing out the like I'm throwing him out in the middle of the draft once someone's already got two or three guys that don't score. Yeah, a ton. I, I still want people to have money, so
0: I don't want to be near the end of the draft. Because I want someone to go two and then someone to go up to like five, six, seven, because right. he's just a name, right?
1: Well, in Mark's rank, Mark's projections only have an auction value of two dollars, so don't 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 expect anyone to go 2-2 crazy. I'm so surprised he's
0: got him even that high. That seems high. Um,
1: Terry Rozier, Marcus Morris, Terry Rozier ranked 115 on ESPN. Not a standard league player unless Kyrie Irving's hurt. Yeah, don't know why.
0: Don't know why ESPN's got him ranked right that. So ESPN if, whiffs like, really hard sometimes.
1: Like, but then so it's their their rankings are super weird to me because they have some guys pegged, and I'm like man, that just seems perfect. Like, that just seems exactly where I'd put it. And that just seems like exactly where I should be. And then other ones, like, Zero at 115, and you're like, dude, what are you thinking here? Like, how's this guy a standard league player? Like, yeah, there's
0: just, yeah. There was kind of a, over on the uh, Fantasy B-Ball subwriter, there was actually a pretty good write-up by some guy over there who was uh, looking at the um, the previous rankings of the major sites. And uh, surprisingly, I never would have guessed this, uh, ESPN had one of them in their top 100 rankings had one of the more accurate ratings, which was really, really, really surprising. But their variance was really off. This is um, Elegant Tooth. Shout out to Elegant Tooth over on Reddit.
1: Um, And and that makes
0: sense when they're off by like 70. They got Al Horford dead on and then they got –
1: Marcus Smart. Some of the other ones too. Set it and forget it. You know what I mean? Like they'll set it now and then they won't change it. ESPN will change theirs, like as they get news during training camp and stuff. That's true. And so that helps them too, right? Because like we're looking at a different landscape, even though we're going to be looking at in two or three weeks, right? Like things are going to change. Guys are going to get hurt. Some of the sites don't even – don't change their rankings. and ESPN usually will, will flip theirs up a little bit.
0: Yeah, they'll, they'll move their projections around. Um, I think that's it for the Boston Celtics. Guys out there, if you if you like what you're listening to, uh, do us a favor, rate and review us, tell a friend, or even better yet, subscribe to our Patreon where uh, you'll be getting exclusive content. We're, we're going to be putting up some podcasts that are only for our Patreon subscribers to help you get um, ready for your fantasy draft. Uh, We'll also be interacting with our Patreon subscribers to answer some of their questions. And you can also get entry. I think there's maybe, maybe one spot, maybe two spots left to Tyler's dynasty league or uh, my redraft league where there's, there's like a ton of spots left in the redraft league. So nobody's interested. Everybody wants in that dynasty league. So subscribe now, patreoncom slash watching the boxes. You can find me on Twitter at watch the boxes and Tyler, where can they find you? Uh, at Tyler P Watts, hit us up with your feedback for the show and other stuff you want to hear leading into the season. And we'll see you next time. Thanks everybody.